At Emory University's Goizueta Business School, we believe in going beyond what is to build what should be. Because when you change your perspective, you can change business for the better. In an ever-changing marketplace, we seek to make our mark, to achieve more, build more, do more, create more. That's the Goizueta Effect. I'm your host, Gretchen Wright. Today we'll be discussing the impact of recessions on people's behavior and attitudes with Associate Professor Emily Bianchi. Professor Bianchi is an expert in the area of how the state of the economy affects people's outlooks and actions. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. There, I think there, there's, there's a grain of, of or a, a small beam, maybe, of positivity in, in sort of what's going on right now. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about what you've learned about the impact of economic downturns on, on young adults and attachment to jobs? So my initial foray into recessions um, came from understanding how it shapes young people. And, you know, recessions are particularly challenging for, for young adults. And, you know, young adults are often said to be the first to, uh, the, the last to be hired in recessions, right? They have very few skills at that point. They have very few little work experience. Um, and, 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 you know, generally often what's first to go are kind of entry-level jobs which is pretty much what they occupy. Um, so the unemployment rate for young adults is, is usually jumps precipitously during recessions, uh, much higher than the unemployment rate for others um, increases. And so, you know, I initially became interested in kind of how this shapes young adults for a long period to come. Um, there was a lot of, during the Great Recession, there were a lot of stories coming out in the uh, graduation season of 2009, basically, saying that that generation was doomed, so to speak, so that they were, um, you know, other other studies had found that um, people who graduated in a recession earn less for decades to come. Um, and so that's an often cited kind of um, tangible uh, cost to, to graduating in that, in that period um, or in, a, in an economic downturn. Other studies have shown that people who graduate in recessions, um, you know, tend to have uh, lower levels of occupational prestige. Um, they, you know, even if they do become C- chief executive officers, they tend to become CEOs of smaller, less prestigious firms. And so the general sentiment, um, especially from economists, is that graduating from a recession is just a completely raw deal. There's no question that 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 there's, you know, that economically um, the effects are real. That that people who graduate in a recession do earn less, and you see that for a long time to come. But the effects are also pretty small. Uh, we're not talking about large differences in, in income like we see with the racial wage gap or the gender wage gap. I became interested in was, you know, could these people, could people who graduate in recessions be happier um, with their jobs, right? Could they actually, you know, given all the worry and all the um, difficulty of finding those first jobs, of really kind of finding one's place in the workforce and, um, you know, settling on a career and a job and a vocation, um, when they finally did, would they ultimately be happier with those jobs? And would they feel kind of greater gratitude, less of a sense of entitlement? And that's what I found when I looked at, 
you know, large bodies of data, you know, tens of thousands of, of Americans who had come of age in very, very different times, um, you know, from the, re- the recession of the early 1980s um, to the boom of the late 1990s. Um, what I consistently found was that people who graduated in worse economic times reported, reported greater job satisfaction. Um, than people who graduated in, in better economic times, which is kind of surprising because of you know all of the you know negative financial or and career even career implications that graduating in bad economic times can have. So um, you know I, I see this as one very very you know very small silver lining, right? I'm not trying to negate all of the very real hardships and challenges that people right now and in other recessions face, and particularly young people who just kind of had the rug pulled out from under them. The difficulties are, are serious and they're real and they're stressful, but there do seem to be some kind of long lasting positive implications uh, that we see down the road. Do you have any sense of what the longer term impact would be on people who or you know, people who are young adults now who are experiencing this kind of economic and job insecurity, what what their attitudes might be like uh, towards towards work or money or that kind of thing as they they get older. Yeah, so there has been a fair amount of work on people's attitudes towards money, right? This becomes from the widely kind of observed behavior of people who came of age in the Great Depression. Um, so, you know, as, as somebody with grandparents who came of age that period, I can attest that the old adage is true, right? The idea that, you know, people, <laughs> they, that people kind of saved wrapping paper for years, that they would save butter cartons, right? Even well into their adulthood, even well into their old age, even well after the situation had changed, that was a very frugal generation on average. It was a generation that um, didn't take things for granted. Um, it was a generation that was pretty risk averse in terms of money. And it was also called the greatest generation. And I don't think that's coincidental in terms of kind of how those experiences um, seem to shape people of that time. Certainly economists have found that people who come of age in recessions and not just something as severe as the Great Depression, but even more moderate recessions um, tend to be r- more risk averse with money. They tend to, you know, choose less financially risky strategies. Um, even as CEOs, they tend to be um, more risk averse in, in how they invest their company's money. My interest has been extending that to non-financial domains. So, you know, in another study, I looked at kind of how people who come of age in recessions um, think about themselves relative to other people. And the metric that I was particularly interested in was narcissism. So narcissism is, you know, a sense of entitlement, a sense of grandiosity, a sense that one deserves better outcomes than other people. So I wondered, given kind of the characteristics of, of boom times that I described earlier of kind of um, heightened optimism, of, of great, indivi- a great focus on indivi- individualism, on standing out from other people, would people who came of age in that time be more narcissistic than people who came into age in a time where there was more uncertainty, there was more fear, there was more concern, there was more empathy for, you know, this situation we're all in. And um, and indeed, I found that people who come of age in recessions score lower on narcissism, clinical narcissism, subclinical narcissism, um, and, and using a lot of different measures. 
the kind of the theme I think across all of these studies on young adults, not just my work, but others as well, is that young adulthood is is a very transformational time in people's lives that a lot of, you know, most of us are leaving our childhood homes, our childhood communities, our families of origin. We're beginning to develop a, an adult identity um, apart from our parents, apart from our families, um, and often apart from our communities. We're, we're trying to figure out kind of who we are, who we want to be, what we believe in, what we don't believe in, and that what's going on in the world during that period often becomes part of the calculus of, of the formation of those beliefs so or often shapes those beliefs in, in pretty meaningful ways so you know when you ask people what's the most important historical event in the last 50 years people overwhelmingly mention things that happened when they were young adults so when they were in their early 20s late teens which is interesting, right? Because there's a lot of different things one can name, but um, which do you choose? Which one was kind of very salient to you, informative to you? What's the best music? What's the best, you know, who was the best Tonight Show host? People overwhelmingly mention things that happened when they were the person um, or the music that was popular when they were um, young adults. And so all of these seem to suggest that what's going on in the greater environment and the greater kind of uh, cultural landscape or economic landscape helps formulate those identities, helps shape those identities in ways that last throughout adulthood. Um, and so how one thinks about oneself, right? Am I superior to other people? Am I entitled to outsized benefits? You know, which are kind of some of the hallmarks of narcissism. You, you can see why people who came of age in worse economic times probably wouldn't, uh, would be less likely to, to come to those conclusions. This is going to be an interesting generation to watch over the next couple decades. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, I've been fascinated by the folks from the Great Recession for 10 years now, and um, the, I never anticipated an, another cohort of them was coming. Well, thank you very, very much um, for, for your time and, um, and for sharing your insights. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. For more information about the Guizueta Effect podcast, please visit emory.biz slash podcast.